You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Hey, Frank. What's up, Bradley? Why did the lettuce, cabbage, tomatoes, mushrooms, and cucumber make an incredible uh, red zone offense on a football team? I don't know. Because they produce results. <laughs> Jesus. Produce. Well, they do. Yeah, they... Uh... That is true. That, that that is a truth, Bradley. Yeah, yeah. that is a truth. <laughs> That's food for thought. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. There we go. <laughs> that can't be my final name now. Shoot, I have to think of something oh, else. Oh, <laughs> So we're talking about a movie <laughs> really, today. Yeah. <laughs> On Hulu, Disney Plus in Canada. By the way, everybody. A Hulu movie called Suncoast. Is this a documentary about that popular record DVD and uh, VHS after dark store? No, it's about a hospice facility with the name Suncoast. Set between, I've deduced by the hints in this, 2003 to 2006. That's not how long the movie takes place, mind you. That's just around when this year is. In Florida, we have a young woman who wants to come of age like all young women, but is just buried under responsibilities that no one would ever ask for. Doris, played by The Last of Us, Nico Parker, and she takes care of her brother, who is essentially um, non-functioning, non-verbal, confined to a bed. He's got brain, I think it's like brain, is it brain cancer or he's got leukemia? Brain cancer is what they say. Yeah, it left him completely debilitated. Right. And she's been doing this around three to four years while her mother, played by Laura Linney, her mother, Christine, has been a single parent trying to hold her house together, keep a job, take care of her son. And seeing Laura Doris as a pretty well-rounded, independent, good kid has kind of neglected the parenting on that front. Shenanigans happen when Doris makes friends her own age at her own school and she ends up living at a hospice house with christine and her brother as his final days approach woody harrelson is also there playing paul (laughs) giving sage advice question mark and a lot of 2003 to 5 things happen such as the terry shrivo case gets brought up uh, Terry Shrivo, of course, someone who is incapacitated and brain dead and paraded around the news, really being used as a pawn for political uh, talking points by all political parties. I'm not trying to single anyone out here. What did y'all think of, though, of Suncoast? 
Courtney Love also released a solo album around that time. I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she just, supposed to, I mean, she did, actually. She did. <laughs> just, yeah, keeping the historic, keeping it uh, relevant with the uh, cultural highlights of the time. Yeah. I really thought this was a, I don't want to say a charming film, but it, it definitely was a, it, it, it's, a, it's, it's a very touching one. I really love the dynamics that existed here between uh these two characters it really is a two-hander even though woody harrelson is billed and is on the uh above, above the title and he is um on the poster this really is a story of a mother and a daughter um finding each other uh finding themselves um who because they got separated along the way as um as the son's disease really took hold not only of him but of their entire family and um now that that's coming to the end um they're trying to discover who they each are now absolutely yeah i actually we are recording this again fyi and when we got done the first time i actually couldn't stop thinking about this and i went and watched it again and for everything that i liked the first time around i actually kind of loved this the second time all of the minor complaints that I kind of did have kind of just went away. I was like, wow, I actually see exactly why this is here. Uh, my main Even, complaint... Apart from Woody Harrelson. Actually, no. Uh, I think that was one of our complaints the first time around was that we kind of questioned uh, Woody Harrelson's character who plays kind of a... He's a right-to-live activist. Um, and I did kind of question how important he was to the story, whether or not he fit... And for some reason, the second time around, I just kind of bought into it completely. I really love the relationship that he and Doris uh, start to build. I love the di- I love the dynamic between the two of them, where they kind of don't take each other's bullshit, but they have this kind of mutual affection and respect that's very, very sweet. And I think with, I think my fear the first time around was that this being about such a heavy subject, hospice care, something that I have, you know, personal experience with in my own past, it would, that it would be false cloying and someone like Woody Harrelson's character would just be this big walking message. And the movie managed to never be that. It, I thought, is extremely charming. It deals with these very heavy topics in a way that feels very real and as a result kind of uncomfortable. But... It's still smart enough to be light about it because these characters, especially Doris, our protagonist, they are approaching this the same way a lot of people do, which is, yes, I deal with this every day. It kind of takes priority, but there's more to me than that. And it's really about her coming into terms with who she is and learning to move on. Same with her mother. And it's also happening at a time when that that is the case for many teenage girls when they are discovering who they are apart from their family unit but i think it's even more it's bubbling up inside her even more than it would um because of her family situation and you know she she does some things that i guess people wouldn't like uh to see someone in this situation do you know she because her mother's living at Suncoast now, she rents out her home. Well, not rents out her home, but she lets the people in school and her classmates throw parties there on repeat. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, she sneaks out. She does that, and you can't really hold any of that against her because she's she ultimately she is just um, wanting what every kid should be allowed to have. 
Right. Um, and that, that it's hard. It's hard. Uh, it's hard not to feel for her every step of the way, and not to feel, um, not to see the guilt that 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 she has, and also that that yearning that she has. They they're both like dominating her and all the way through. And it really helps that Nico Parker is such a talented actress. I mean, she really does carry this so confidently, and it's great to see her every like it's great to see her on screen with Woody Harrelson but man the every scene with her and Laura Linney it's just it's just magical watching the two of them play off each other you do buy this very complicated relationship between the two of them because it's not a typical mother-daughter relationship she has kind of been acting as her own parent in so many ways her mother is more of just this companion to her this occasional companion I love the uh when immediately the first scene is them arguing and th- mm-hmm. those arguments feel like so real, you know, that, that yes. what, I think they're about getting ready in time by getting her brother loaded. These are things that they fought about before. And, uh, you know, and they're both so tired. They're both tired of, you know, having this tension between them and, and all that. But um, it came across like such an authentic relationship. And I loved when we finally got to see um, Christine, uh, by herself at one point because um, that that deeply humanized her because even though you even though you do uh, <clears throat> uh you do you do empathize with her because of what she's going through um it's uh w- without without getting some insight into her and letting her speak her piece away from uh doris she could have come across as just just arch Mm-hmm. Um, right, like an evil mother that's yeah. trying to keep yeah. down her daughter. Yeah. yeah, but when she's forced to, uh, you know, sort of like spill her own thoughts, um, that that really humanizes her in such in such a quietly powerful way. And it's it's that she she ends up talking to this uh, woman that she thinks is a resident, um, but is actually the <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. the the hospice counselor, grief counselor. And, uh, and it's, so one of those, it's, it's one of those things that sometimes it's, it's hard to really spill your guts to the people that know you the best, but it's so easy to, uh, to just confide in a total stranger. And I think that the two scenes that she does do that in here, um, are two, are two of the movie's best scenes for my part, largely because, um, of, uh, how true that kind of situation is, but also because of Laura Linney. Yeah. yeah. Who yeah. has never given a bad performance in her life. And she, I, I said, I've said this before. I think it's almost redundant to compliment her because there's just, yes. it, it's like saying, wow, Meryl Streep was good in this. It's like, yeah, it did not need to be said. <laughs> um, well, they, they would do that. They would, they both, they both do that, that, that Richard Belzer thing that, 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 that bit he used to do. He's like, Oh no, no, please. No, come on. <laughs> No, keep the compliments coming. Yeah, exactly. Just to bring up Doris and her friends, I really like that Doris actually had to steel herself with courage and let her voice be heard to talk to kids that were like three, five, and six feet away from her in class every day. As a kid, everyone thinks everyone's just out to hate them and find a reason to hate on them. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I went through that. I'm sure all kids go sure. through that. And really just make your voice heard. And people are actually a lot more kind and empathetic than than you will ever know until you talk to them. First review, I called all the teenagers vapid characters who kind of suck. Uh, let's get into that. Am I way off base here? No, 
Um, one of my favorite no. things about that was the way that they portrayed the teenagers in this. I feel like, yeah. th- like with so many aspects of this film, that was something that could have been absolutely cliche-ridden, where they write them as the typical mean, shallow teenagers to give and I think the audience we- to let the audience or make it so much easier for the audience to root for Doris. But yeah. they write uh, this director and writer Laura Chin. She does, I think, an amazing job at making them feel authentic. You know, they do come across as kids and that they speak in slang and they all put on mm-hmm. airs. There's a lot more to them than that. They do have compassion. They are yeah. funny and they're fun to be around. There's a reason that they <laughs> there's a yeah. reason that they sit at the cool table. That would that, that they would not have been my crowd in high school. But <laughs> I didn't even have a crowd in high school, so <laughs> But uh we we would we we would we would have uh, been talking we would not have met in the middle, but I do think it's a great hat trick that this film does play with with the younger characters because you you are expecting them to just let Doris down at a certain point, and they they never do it. They never once let her down. At first, I was questioning like, why are we spending a lot of time with the group? But it's it's really important, uh, you know, for Doris's transformation in terms of like claiming who she is, and uh, and they're not perfect kids. They sneak in, sneak into a nightclub, but that's also um. Uh, you know, kind of par for the course sometimes, because uh, yeah. like that. But um, uh, no, it is. It 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 all means something, and um, and they are end up being some of the most beautiful scenes in the movie. Yeah, it's fantastic, and it's all it's well performed by all of these young actors. I'm not going to bother to look up their names right now, but uh, <laughs> they all do strike that great balance between being, you know, starting off as a caricature, but being fleshed out to where you're like, no, this is a real person. And this is somebody who has, this is someone who has depth as much as a teenager possibly can. Uh, But that is, yeah, one of my favorite things about this, uh, this film is that it's really not about what you expect it to be. One of the first things that they do discuss is that not only the Terry Schiavo case was going on, but it's relevant to the film because her brother is put into the same hospice care unit that Terry Schiavo is in. Um, and little side note, uh, Laura Chin did say that this film is semi-autobiographical. I don't know how tr- I don't know how true to her life that aspect is. It would be very interesting uh, if yeah. it was. But the film is really not about that. It's not about the discussion of whether or not hospice care is humane or if it's right or wrong. It's about this girl who has had this in her background for most of her life. She is really not a teenager in any sense of the word. She's allowed, and it's like so much about her, like so much about this is her allowing herself to be a teenager for the first time. Yeah. And that's also, it's, uh, I mean, that's where the conflict is. Like how much are you, um, how, how much should you be, how much devotion, how much of yourself should you give to your family and how much of it are, are you allowed to have for yourself as a, as a person? I like that there was, um, that there was not a lot of discussion about the hospice care because that that's a that's just a different film altogether but i did appreciate this like that this background tension of that case happening and the protests happening um because i can only imagine how much that that's just um adding to the uh to the sort of otherworldliness that 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 doris and christine are experiencing um you know that's uh that that's only making things even more maddening for them uh, so I appreciate it uh, on um, on on that level. I always love it when films can can do that. Absolutely, um, for sure. But I think yeah, this is ultimately a story of a mother and a daughter, and I think that 
one of one of my favorite scenes, probably my favorite scene of the entire film, um, would have to be when um, Doris and Christine are falling asleep, uh, have are trying to go to sleep in the in in the hospice room, and uh, Dor uh, Christine for some reason um, that takes that moment to say, "I know th how things have not been. I know how I know how things have been for us." all these years but you know how they were before and i really want us to go back there you, you think we can and this and that and doris is pretending to be asleep so that she can sneak out with her friends and they're just at different places and there's such an impasse and so much gap um yeah. so much gap between them that uh it, it breaks your heart because here's one here's this mother who has not been able to reach out to her daughter in so long making an effort and the daughter is just not there they're, they're they're just not at the same place right now for that to happen and um and you want them to be um it's one of the, it's, it's it's such a great scene yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. how complicated life uh, tragedy and taking care of people is yeah and now now we're gonna take care of our final thoughts <laughs> Right. Oh, you tried, Bradley. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, 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 uh, pretty close Bless to segue, heart. but uh, yeah. um, Frank, please, yeah. <laughs> well, I think that uh, first of all, one of the uh, things that we didn't talk about, which I really like, and it's I guess it's not really worth talking about, but I do this, you know, sort of dispels the myth that you need a out and out villain to make uh, a story work, um, because this was so diverting. It was so so well written, so well acted. Um, so authentic, so true to life, and it's really—I I kind of forgot that it was in the mid two thousands. Apart from the, you know the case and everything, because uh, uh, how universal it is. It's um, um, you know, a lot of families are complicated, and a lot of families uh, are pulled apart um, by circumstances uh, like this one, and. Uh, and that's a shame, but um, but they make for beautiful movies, I guess. Is what I'm <laughs> getting at, uh, but and also um, there is there is hope for something beyond that. You know, they can be a family beyond that awful thing. Um, and I love that that's what this movie ends on on that kind of note. And thank God it did. Otherwise, we we have different reviews probably. But <laughs> uh, no, this was. Uh, really enriching, really touching, incredibly well acted. Um, a really, really great two-hander. Um, I guess, I guess, for, I, yeah. My, my only thing is that Woody, Woody Harrelson. Uh, it's always <laughs> great to see you, but sometimes I don't need to see you. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so uh, I'm gonna go ahead and just give this, you know, ten, ten Woody Harrelson. Not ten. Sorry, eight. Woody Harrelson's out of 10 um, because I do like seeing Woody Harrelson. Long may he be employed. <laughs> In Molina, some way. Yes. Absolutely. Um, well, I'm so glad that I gave this movie a second watch because like I said, I did appreciate it and like it so much more. And as a result, I'm actually very glad that we were able to come and re-record um, because I do think that in a world where you've got schlock like Madam Web out there, I think more people should give something like this a shot. Like, this is worth watching. That is not. Yeah. Um, Ooh, did you watch Madam Web? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you might like it. Maybe, maybe you'll like it. I haven't either. Maybe you'll like it. I, that, everyone says it feels like a 2000s uh, superhero movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you, want a, if you want a film that 
is supposed to feel like it's in 2004, then yes, watch this one. It is not calling attention to itself. It's not like you do see some, you know, juicy couture shirts and the soundtrack definitely reflects the time, but it's not cloying and overly obvious about it. It feels extremely authentic. And that is what I love so much about this movie, you know, from the filmmaking to the characters, everything feels so authentic. You know, they really are approaching the subject with such a deft hand. It reminds me of films that I love, like, you know, Lady Bird and The Descendants. And while I don't think it reaches the height of those films, it does give me that same feeling of these are real people who are trying to live their lives in a very, very messy, complicated situation. And you're endeared to them, you know, because of how well they're played and how well it's written. Yeah, I actually found this charming as hell. Bring Kleenexes to it. It is sad. Um, but it's just, I think it's actually a really beautiful film. I do recommend it very, very highly. Just maybe go watch something funny afterwards. Um, and uh, not Adam Webb. But yeah, so I give this, um, I actually give this 9 out of 10 Weezer songs that I haven't thought about in years. Aww. Thank you, movie. <laughs> you, should, you should use Juicy Couture items for your rating that would have been funny mm-hmm. i will only use weezers, weezers just as good. for towels yeah weezers is good yeah especially with spotify <laughs> you know every spotify guys listen to weezer <laughs> nice plug there bradley <laughs> have you heard about this new app i've only been on it for like a year anyway so for me i'm glad that we've had more time between reviews my grandmother once told me my grandma halt love you uh, you need more times to dwell on things before you really react to them appropriately, Brad. And I thought, what a horrible <laughs> thing to say. What kind of accusation is this? I am appalled. But then like a week later, I'm like, she's right. She's totally right. I am like that. After you took a week As, to think about her comment. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And my my darling, my beloved Amy, and also my own mother agreed that that's just the kind of person I am. So I actually do love this a lot more. I was so angry, so angry the way this ended because I was a hospice worker for a gentleman named Terry. He was around a little younger than me, but I ended up treating him like my own son. And that is not what you do if you want to be an effective hospice worker. So when he passed away, I was very angry and I'm still a little angry about it. I might die angry based on what happened to Terry. And... Yeah, a couple weeks later after seeing this, I'm not mad anymore, and I'm actually recommending people see this because it actually well, makes me feel a lot better. And that's pretty amazing. That's, that's right. That's really amazing, Bradley. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is. Yeah. And I had a really good talk with my mom-in-law about it, and you know, uh, did Denise like it? Yeah, Denise loved it. Yeah, that's thank you for remembering her name. I'm not. I'm not sure if she likes <laughs> that I say her name on this, especially without telling her. I do. My mother in law, Denise. Well, it just flows, you know? It flows. Waiting for her to show up on a review one day, Brad. (laughs) I would love that. I don't know. I know. I'm shocked she hasn't at this point. That's great, Brad. But what does Denise think? (laughs) (laughs) And I always know because we talk. So shout out, Denise. And thank you both because I love her a lot. And uh, she helped me through the, the tragedy that I had to relive watching this. And I didn't, not really. I mean, I love Terry, and I miss Terry, and I don't feel like, well, he's in a better place now. I still feel he should still be here, and maybe someday I'll grow up and get over that. As for now, and for this film, I'm going to give it 8 out of 10, which is a higher review than last time. Girlfriends that you wish were hot like me. (laughs) (laughs) They played at the gym the other day. (laughs) 